Hey everyone, how are you doing? My name is Ricky Rigolato, the founder of Route the Service Platform. It's a sales platform for the commercial cleaning services industry. I am also the owner of Rosalato Services, a family-owned commercial cleaning company. So welcome to Cleaning and Cocktails, a show where I get the opportunity to sit down with cleaning industry experts and share stories, talk shop about the industry. So grab your cocktail, listen in, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Tim Kahn from Image One Facility Solutions. We are a uh, janitorial franchise company located in Rolling Meadows, Illinois. And uh, Ricky, I'm glad that you're here with us today. Yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to come and do a tour and talk a little bit about what we do here. Yes, yeah, so this is where it all starts. You know, Image One Facility Solutions, the uh, corporate office. And um, you know, in, in the front here, we've got our reception. Um, you know, we highlight some of our, our franchise owners and the uh, the goals that they've achieved recently. And uh, as, as you walk around the office, you see different things that we've been. Uh, recognized for you know by uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, their their 500 list, um, top 200 franchises for Franchise Business Review. Uh, we highlighted some of our franchise owners here in the the One Club, which is exciting for them as they hit different goals. They they become part of the One Club. Yeah, so people get bumped off though as new people come up. You know, so you you, you got to keep it going and keep your game going if you want to stay up on uh, stay up on the wall. And this is our training room. And uh, unfortunately with COVID, uh, it slowed down a little bit doing training in the, in the offices for a little while. Uh, but all of our staff is back in the office now. Okay. Um, we gave them all the opportunity to, to come back if they wanted to be in the office or if they wanted to, to stay and work from home. It was their choice and you know, everybody came back. This is great. It, it took us 30 years to get to the point where we had a, a big training room like this. But it was something that I always envisioned so we could bring our, um, our team members in for big corporate meetings. You know, we re reorganize the room. It can be one giant conference room table. If we're doing a, a training session like we did last week, we set up with computers to, to train on our software, which you know, we can talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I wanted it to be you know, the company colors, the branding, you know, everything that, that, that represents Image One. Um, you know, we've up on the wall, we've got our, our core values list and our mission statement for our franchise owners. And, and the acronym that I love is, is HEART, you know, which is habits, ethics, accountability, respect, and teamwork. Oh, um, you know, and that's, that's huge. And then up, up on the wall, up over your shoulder, you know, we've got a, a trademark tagline, a difference you can see. And then recently said, you know what? People deserve to have good cleaning. And so we changed it. So now we're trademarking that one as well. So it's a difference you deserve. Because nice. uh, I think that's really what all of our clients, not just ours, but all of them in the industry deserve yeah. to have a good clean office space for them, for their, their, their team members, and for their customers that are coming in to, yeah. to visit their facilities. Now, Tim, I, I got to say, again, this is, I love this. This excites me, right? As, but this is not just for the franchisees. This is for your staff. Yeah, this right? is for our staff as well. Absolutely. Do they go through? the same regimen that a franchisee would require? They do. Require? Yeah, they, you know, they go, we train them in all areas of the business, you know, depending on what they're working in. If they're in sales, they got to learn about operations. They got to learn about telemarketing. They need to learn really the whole back end of the business as well. Um, you know, and we, we do training on a regular basis with, um, with our whole team. Um, and we do our uh, you know, monthly all staff meetings where we bring the, the whole team in and that's about 20 people. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, this room accommodates that well. Because we are a franchise company, we don't have to um, store a lot of equipment or supplies. Okay. Uh, because our franchise owners down this way okay. are the, the people who really own most of the supplies, uh, actually all the supplies and all the equipment for their accounts. But we do have some stuff that's here, okay. not a whole lot. And I haven't been in here in a while, so I have no <laughs> idea what it looks like. This is going to be a big surprise. So, um, so I mean, you can see it's kind of a little bit of everything, everything from a little bit of equipment to uh, you know, the, the branded microfibers that we have uh, to just our, our you know, old billing stuff and you know, a variety of different things. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not a traditional janitorial 
uh, closet like you guys would, or a, or a janitorial supply room like you know, most of you guys would have. Yeah. Um, ours is very unique, again, because we don't have a lot of that stuff um, on site because the franchise owners are the ones who, uh, who have that. And, uh, and that's what we're going to get into, right? I yeah. mean, but I do, I do like, again, the branding. Do you feel like it's, you have to stand out with it? Oh, absolutely. And I, th I think branding is, is so important for any company. You know, franchise or traditional, it doesn't make a difference. You need to have that brand. You need to own that brand and get it out there. Whether, you know, we, we wrap cars. Um, you know, we, everybody wears the, uh, the Image One logo when they're going out uh, to clean in the evenings. You know, they can either have a smock or T-shirt, you know, ball caps, everything. Well, you know, it's important like with, to have with that. franchises, especially, like, they're buying into you. Like, yeah, the brand, absolutely. They, they need the support system of you guys, not only for, you know, administrative stuff, but out in the field. Right. But this is the room where it all starts. Okay. And this is our, our inside marketing room. So right now we've got it set up for six people. Um, we actually had room for some more, but we decided to keep people spread out and move them to some different offices just for their own comfort, knowing that they're spread out a little bit further than a, a normal cubicle setting. And, uh, but the six people that sit in this room, you know, every day they're sending emails and they're, they're doing dials and they're researching companies that, uh, that, that, that we're gonna set appointments for, for the franchise owners to go out and sell. No. Um, Tim, is that something you see? Because I know for a franchisee, it's got, you know, when I first started in the business, it was scary to try to sell my services because I really didn't know the services that well. So right. is everybody here as well educated on the service they're selling? And are they selling on image one behalf or for the franchise? Yeah, all they're doing here is setting appointments. Okay. So they're setting appointments either for the inside salespeople that, that sell on behalf of the franchise owners here in Chicago, okay. or they're setting appointments for the franchise owners that are across the country. And they're able to go. And, and they can go and they do their own sales. And that was why we developed the software. Yeah because that enabled them to, to go out and sell on their own because someone that doesn't have the knowledge, yeah. it walks them through the whole process, which is awesome. And that's one of the, I mean, we'll get into that later, but that's one of the things I know that I recognize that's different than most franchises. Right. You're, you're, you're empowering them to sell. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know, that, that's what we want them to do. Yeah. You know, we want them to be in charge of their own business, go out and grow their own business and, and grow it to any size that they, you know, that they want to. Hey guys, another episode of Cleaning and Cocktails here, and I'm super stoked. This is, a, one of, this is our first time going into the office environment of our fellow cleaning companies. Uh, so I'm su super stoked to have Tim Kahn here from Image One out in my backyard in the Chicagoland suburbs. Uh, cleaning and Cocktails, you guys know. It's about you know us getting to be able to empower our cleaning industry, uh, showcase stories of fellow cleaning business owners, um, and just really shed a positive light on our industry. You know, it's, it's been so good for me and great for many others. So Tim, thank you for jumping on, man. Oh, hey, thanks for, uh, the, for coming out here today and, and seeing our office and talking a little bit about what we do. Uh, big fan of, of what you're doing. It's very cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great to, to, you know, shed a little light on the, um, the, the goings on inside the industry. Cause you know, a lot of people don't realize it and whether it's uh, benefiting, um, our, our fellow companies, you know, that are yeah. our peers in the industry or, or other people, you know, that might be looking at it. I think it's great. Yeah. And before I get to, I'm going to do a cheers here because I, t I always forget to, the, the show's called Cleaning the Cocktails. Right. Right. So we have our cocktails here, guys. Let's do a cheers, Tim. Cheers. Again. Thank you so much for being on. And again, let's, thank you for having me. Let's jump right in. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So usually I would say, Tim, introduce yourself and talk a little bit about the company. But give me one second first, because I, if I read this right on the website, it shows, and this is something me not knowing personally, but did you get into the industry at 14 years old? I did. As I a did. technician or as a business owner? Uh, both, because when you start, you know you're both. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I mean, I so we'll lead right into that right there, right? Like at 14 years old, like. 
how, how did that happen? Like, who, who got you involved? So my parents were always in business for themselves. Okay. And um, they owned a, a two-story, 10,000-square-foot office building, multi-tenant office building. You know, they occupied probably 25% of it, you know, 2,500, 3,000 square feet maybe. And uh, they needed someone to clean it. And, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in high school and going to start driving soon. So I want to have money to buy a car. And, you know, they, they wouldn't buy me anything. I, it's up to me to, to fend for myself. And I said, hey, you know, can I clean, can I clean your building? And uh, they said, yeah, sure. So we went and... Uh, found a, a commercial supplier and you know got a, a, a big huge clark vacuum and mops and buckets and all the stuff that i would need and i started started my company started cleaning for them no oh, that i mean that is you just don't hear that all the time you know that's why i got like you know normally i say all right now get into your story but right, that right. was that stuck out i wrote that down i mean at 14 i was that I can't remember what I was doing. I, was playing, I, was free. I, I definitely wasn't making money. That's for yeah. Sure. I was definitely I was definitely the exception to the rule. <laughs> and uh, but but uh, you know through high school I, uh, I I just continued to grow the company. When I started driving, um, you know th then I was able to go anywhere to clean. It wasn't just my parents' office building. So I started walking door to door in the uh, strip shopping centers, you know, washing windows, mm -hmm. and um, met uh, two women that owned two different businesses right next door. One of them was a sign shop, and the other one was. Um, it was like a like a, a a shipping place, but it was before the big national chains and the big franchises that got into that like they mm -hmm. are now. So it was just an independent business. And both of them told me, they said, Tim, you know, you got to come back here on Wednesday night. We're having a, a, a networking group. And I'm like, what's a networking group? <laughs> you know, that, I had no, no idea what they were talking about. And they kind of explained it. I was like, all right, I'll come back. So I went back and, you know, met, uh, you know, 10 or 12 people that were in this networking group and, um, you know, got some, some contracts out of it. So I was like, hey, this is very cool. And uh, one of the guys that was in it was uh, from AT&T phone stores. And this was back in 1986, I think So you were doing multi-site accounts, right? Yeah. Right so from the get-go. But, but in 86, there were no cell phones. Oh, yeah. they, they used to sell landlines and business systems. Okay. So, you know, we started cleaning their, uh, um, their store at Old Orchard Mall up okay. in Skokie. Up north. Yep. And, um, you know, after we were doing that one for probably a year or so, you know, word got around inside their... Uh, their managers' meetings, and um, I, I way underbid it. I was doing three times a week uh, service for I, I want to say it was like two hundred sixty bucks a month. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> but, my god! But again, I was sixteen years old. Yeah, so you know, so, you so it was it was like I think it was like thirty bucks a clean or twenty six bucks a clean or something like that. But it was like an hour, hour and twenty minutes each time I went there. So I was super happy. It was yeah. great. Um, you know, but. You know, by today's standards, even by that day's That's standards, that. I was way, way low. But it didn't matter because it was just me. I was it's just an independent operator, yeah. yeah. But uh, we ended up doing, um, you know, the dominoes just started to fall. And we ended up doing, I think it was 8 out of 10 of their stores in the Chicagoland area. So that was okay. really cool. Awesome. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's dig a little deeper where normal, again, some of the common stories that we'll hear or, you know, when I'm talking to people is, you know, they went to college, they did this, they ended up in this career, then they ended up in the cleaning industry. Right, right, right. Did you ever leave the cleaning no, industry? No, This is all, I've never worked for anybody else other than family business. And uh, for one summer, I worked at the local car wash because two of my buddies worked there, so I did it just for fun. Yeah. And I already had my business going, so it was funny because I was working there, I was making three and a quarter an hour because that was minimum wage back yeah. then. And, and I had employees that I was paying $10 an hour to do cleaning, so you're you know, less. yeah, but, <laughs> but again, I wasn't there for the money. I was just there for fun. It was, you know, seven to three every Saturday and every Sunday. And it was just, we were just there having a good time, having fun. Nice. But yeah, so I, I cleaned all the way through high school and, uh, you know, went to college and, uh, got a degree and just by the time I was ready to graduate, I looked at it and I was like, you know, I've got a good business going here. In fact, my, my 
uh, student counselor called me and he said, hey, Tim, I'm concerned. We've had several job fairs and you haven't been at one. And I said, well, honestly, I'm not looking for a job. Well, he just scratched his head. He didn't understand that. Yeah. So in hindsight, didn't take it I, serious. no, yeah. he, he had no idea. But in hindsight, I realized I should have been there because I could have recruited some good people. Ooh, that's true. You <laughs> could, had your own could, mini job. Could, could have jump started my, my business at that point. But um, yeah, at that point, it just continued to grow. And uh, somewhere in there, I don't remember what year it was, but um, a dialysis center moved into my dad's building and they, uh, they took over the entire second floor, which was very cool. Um, but they said, hey, you know, you don't have um, the OSHA requirements for, you, you don't have an exposure control plan and you don't know how to clean in medical, so we yeah. can't let you clean inside the, in the treatment room. But it's fine, you know, you can clean the offices and yeah. the, the common areas because that was included in their rent. And uh, about six months into it, I got a phone call from their purchasing manager downtown. And he's like, Tim, he goes, you, you got to come down here because I'm having problems. And I thought, oh, I messed up. You know, I'm going yeah. to lose this account. And um, so I, I drove downtown, going to his office. I said, you know, what's the problem? He goes, I'm getting complaints from, from the staff. I'm getting complaints from the patients that are sitting in there. I said, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. Oh. He goes, no, no. He goes, I'm not getting complaints about you. Oh. He goes, I'm getting complaints in the treatment room. He goes, because they're sitting in their chairs for dialysis for, you know, three hours at a time, and they're looking at dirty floors, and, yeah. and it's a problem. He goes, so I need you to figure out what you need to, to get certified so you can clean medical, and, you know, so you can do this for us. I was so, like, all right, great. So, Tim, how, uh, let, how old were you at when that was going on? That was probably, I was probably 20, 21. So think about that, right? Like, anybody who's listening and, you know, watching right now is 21 years old. And you're dealing with purchasing managers, mm -hmm. right? You're dealing with, this is, I mean, dialysis centers, they probably have, if you have a purchasing manager, you're a big company, Absolutely. right? Like if you have procurement. Yeah. So 20, 21 years old, again, at that age, I mean, you would think that they have, did you have trouble people taking you professionally? In the or? beginning I did, but you know, once AT&T got, uh, uh, when there was a client, they gave us a, a letter of referral. So now I'm walking around, I've got a, a, you know, a letter of reference from a Fortune 100 company that opened some doors, yeah. you know, so that, that changed things. Um, and then when this, this dialysis company, who later got bought up by one of the big national companies, um, but they had, um, I think they had 18 locations in Chicago and it went Ooh. from uh, Gurney was the furthest north and it went as far as South Holland. And again, the, they just fell like dominoes and we ended up cleaning every location for them. Wow, and that's, I mean, that's a great feeling. Oh, right? it was when fantastic. You, when you know you have that type of client and that's why I'm always big on when people say, how do you grow and scale? You need some of those. Yeah, you yeah. need multi-location sites Absolutely. because that expands your reach. Right. Right? But I had no company. idea what I was doing. But you, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> I, this is, there's like 90 miles between these locations. I, I don't even know what to do to cover them. Because then know, it's I, logistics, right? Right. That yeah, was logistics. Yeah. So I was, I was fortunate. One of the guys that I hired, um, he's like, he goes, I'm, he goes, I can find people for you. He's like, I'll, I can, you know, run them through. I can train them. And, uh, and he worked for me for a long time. And really that was, um, he helped me in the area where I had no clue what I would have done otherwise. Okay. So it worked out really well. So now, so this is the the beginning years. Now talk about Image One. Yeah. Like when does when did Image One come into into play? How was it birthed? Where does the name come from? Right, you know, right. Stories like that. So continued to go all through high school, all through college, and uh, you know I graduated college in 1992. Uh, got married later that year to my wife Maria. We celebrated 28 years just a couple wow, of weeks ago. Yeah, thank congrats. you. 
That's huge. And um, so, you know, we just kept growing the business, you know. And, um, was she involved? A, a little bit. Okay. You know, I mean, when, when we were dating, because we started dating when we were like 18, 19 years old. And um, so she'd go and go to work with me in the nights, you know, because the faster I was done cleaning, yeah. then the more time we got to spend gotta with put, each other. You got to put the work yeah, in. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> So, and, you know, when we first got married, it was, you know, she and I were doing a lot of the, the cleaning. And, you know, when we, you know, first had kids, um, you know, she'd stay home with, with, with our son. And, you know, I'd go out and I would do the cleaning and stuff. And uh, it was it was really it was a family operation. You know, well, you got to say that that's that to me that's a great feeling when your wife or your mom or your cousin or sister like when they're working with you and your wife can't stay home. Right. Right. Because what are you doing? You're building a legacy business. Exactly. Exactly. And it, so really, it was built as a family business. I never never imagined that it would ever turn into a, a franchise. Okay. I mean, ne- that was never on the on the radar. And, uh, you know, one day I got a, a letter in the mail and I used to get letters all the time. You know, people want to buy your company, people want to, you know, sell you their company yeah. or whatever it is. And I was just tossed them in the garbage. But one day, for whatever reason, I opened this one up. I read it. I was like, you know, I'm going to see what this guy has to offer and see what he has to say. And uh, so it was a letter that said basically he had bought the rights for a master franchise for the Chicago market, but he knew nothing about the janitorial industry. So he was looking for people to partner with that knew the Chicago market, knew about cleaning. So I'm going to go check this out and see what this guy has to say. So we did a 10 year agreement with uh, a national franchise. And uh, when that agreement expired um, and, and, uh, at the end of 2010, um, we decided that we want to do things differently um, because all the national franchises kind of operate the same way. And I wanted to do something that was different. So you're and, still working or you were a franchiser of a franchise. Right, so we were, we were a master franchise. So we had bought a franchise and then we were selling unit franchises okay. in the Chicago market. Okay. And so when that expired, that's when Image One was born. Okay. And uh, we're going to celebrate 10 years. Actually, we're incorporated October of 2010. So, so it's not that. It's not be that 10, I mean, 10 years. years is, it's fairly not new, yeah, but it's yeah, still new. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's been 10 years that we've been franchising, almost 10 years we've been franchising under the name Image, Image One. Okay. And we're in six states now. Um, you know, Chicago's our stronghold because this is where we've been forever, since 1985. And um, you know, we're in Florida and uh, Michigan, Ohio, uh, Tennessee, Colorado and um, Texas. Nice. So, and we've, we've got a couple other ones that are that are looking good. That are um, going to be a couple of new expansions, hopefully, right towards the end of this year, but again next year. Nice. Yeah. And, and and you guys too. This I brought him on for a reason too. That you know he's a great guy already, as you can see and you can hear the story. But uh, franchises. I get a lot of questions about fran- franchise. Should I franchise? Who should I franchise with? Well, I mean, you'll learn more as we continue, but. This is a great example of a franchise that operates a little differently, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about differently. Like what, you know, there's there's a, a cool trademark that I saw on your website, the Teleclean system, mm-hmm. right? But explain that, explain, what differentiates? Is that what differentiates you guys? So there, is, there is so much that differentiates okay. us. You know, one of the things in the IntelliClean uh, process is um, it's, a, it's an entire systematic process for, for developing uh, customized quotes for the um, for the clients, um, and, and we've got an iPad app that, that interacts with that um, that we developed, and that, that was really the beginning of our technology, and that's one of the things that really sets us apart is our technology. Yeah. I mean, as you know, which that, is another reason why I brought him on. Is yeah. This guy loves tech like we do, so it's it was it, it's, when you showed us that at the at the show too. It's like uh, Rick, but it's proprietary, so it's for you guys, right? right. We're right. like we're trying to be commercialized, but right. it's you've got the same vision, yeah. you know, that's, you know, speak on it. Uh, yeah, t- keep, yeah. T- technology is huge. You know, it started with, with just a, a single, um, a single iPad app just to, to gather the data when you're walking through a, a client's facility. And, um, you know, back in, this was 2011 
And I went to the Apple store and I said, hey, I want to build an app. I said, but I, I can't do it myself. You know, who do I call? And the, the, the um, business rep there, he's like, well, I'll give you three, three options. You can basically call two guys in a garage and um, you can get like a, uh, a good app for, you know, $5,000 or you can get this middle range company. It'll probably cost you about 25000 or you can go with like one of the companies that build them for big companies because you're going to spend fifty grand. He goes, call all three. Yeah. So I did, and um, met with the guys that were, uh, you know, the two guys in the garage, which actually they weren't in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were actually renting space in the back of a, um, a an attorney's office. Okay. But I met with them, and I thought, you know what? It's five grand. It, that was a lot of money at the time, but I was like, you know what? It's a lot less than what the other guys would do, and I've, I've wasted more than that on on worse ideas. Yeah. So I, you know, I had a good feeling about them. And, and so they, they developed the app for us and it was wow. great. Nice. And so, you know, we started walking in again, 10 years ago, walking into client facilities and the, um, even now, I mean, when, when most competitors go out, they're going out there with a legal pad and a pencil and, and, paper. and they're writing stuff yeah. down. And probably when they go back to their office, they're using abacus yeah. to, uh, to calculate. <laughs> it's, it's, so they, they don't even have a calculator. So we were big on the technology, you know, so it was like, you know, we, we, um, you know, when the laser measuring came out, we were like immediately jump on the, the laser measures. Cause it's, it's just, it's more professional yeah. than counting ceiling tiles or, oh. or using the wheel or things like that, even though those are, those the, methods the work, work but yeah. it's just it's not as efficient. It's, it's not as professional. Lasers polished. Yeah, polished exactly. Thing. And um, so the, the app, by the time you finish walking through the client's facility, you've got a price. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, no work to do. So mm-hmm. you can bounce a number off of the, the client, and you know if you're in the right ballpark. If yeah. they didn't want to share their budget, you can tell them, hey, it's going to be 2300 bucks, and they're going to say, oh, you're way over, or wow, you're but right you on. Really know. But, yeah. but you know before yeah. you even walk out, which is good. And if they say, no, it's too high, we can say, all right, well, you know, we can go through and customize it and maybe eliminate some things that we recommend you do. But if we eliminate them, we can get it down to your budget of 1900 yeah. or, you know, whatever. But we're doing be. apples to apples. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so that was the first app. And that was, you know, where it all started. And then we, you know, we decided to, uh, to just to keep building on that. Mm-hmm. We'd use some other company software, but we had, you know, you've got a CRM and you've got inspection software and you've got uh, mapping software. And there's like 17 different things. Yeah. It's like we have all these different logins and all these different things. And it was just confusing. And I was like, I just want it all to be in one in one place. And because we are a franchise, branding is important. And I said, you know, I just I want to have proprietary software for us that everything is under one one umbrella it's, yeah. and it's ours and it's you know we own it yeah. and uh so we went back to those developers and said can you do this and they said yeah you know you, you, we can do anything yeah you know because by that time now they've they've grown now into they've, a, they've grown into a big company yeah. yeah yeah and um so they developed an entire uh portfolio of, of of software for us so we do our proposals um our inspections uh customer relations uh prospecting management um, it's all done in one place. And then on top of that, we do all the accounting in the same software. Okay. So we do all of our billing, all of our collections, our, um, uh, our collection or our billing department does that all in house here. I mean, so I got it's a, they franchi- do it all. it's a franchise dream. Right? Yeah. Like for, cause it, cause I could see how it is difficult to have so many different, you know, solutions and so- softwares that you have to use. Right. But for you guys, it's just one less step to franchisee. That, that's exactly it. Well, yeah, I remember, and I, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it that, you know, there were jobs when I was small um, that we went out and we did and we never even sent a bill, never got paid for yeah, it because I was so busy, I didn't do it. And then by the time I realized that I was embarrassed to, to send it, like you know, days later, you're like, yeah, oh. no, more like six months later, oh, you know, there was a big job that we did. It was out at uh, Edwards Hospital in Naperville 
um, when they were renovating, and we went in, we stripped and waxed a whole bunch of floors from it. It was a, it was several thousand dollars. Oh my god! Never even build them for yeah. it. It's yeah. on us. You know what, though? But, but people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go to college. So, you know, when there's a mistake, when there's an error that we make, I chalk it up to, you know, it's like paying for a class. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's less expensive than, than what a, a semester of college is. True, true. So I don't so, have an issue with that. Another thing I wanted to touch on, because uh, I feel like the, so you've got sales is one big part of our industry, right? But uh, human capital management training, right? Yep, so. Yep. When you're when you're picking franchisees or you're you know people are coming to you to start a business mm-hmm. under, under your umbrella, you know how how big is training? Like what does training look like for him? Training is huge, you know. And again, branding is so important for us that we we did all of our own um, training videos. They're all available on our software, so mm-hmm. that uh, when a franchise owner is getting trained, they can view them all there. Okay. They can have all their employees log in. It 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 shows who's watched the videos that they've watched the entire video, so that th- so they know the that end. it's done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually shows the amount of time that was spent yeah, on like the video seconds, and everything. What are we, this right? Exactly. Video. Exactly. Okay. Um, so it tracks all that. So it keeps track of um, uh, that they know that their employees have actually gone through it. Um, you know, and and when we do training, you know, we'll bring someone into Chicago. They'll spend a week here learning about everything from um, sales and operations to telemarketing to, you know, walking out and cold calling, you know, joining your local chamber, doing all the things that we know you need to do to grow a business. Yeah. But, you know, people that are new don't, don't necessarily know. understand that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we train them on all of that. And then after they're done with their, their week in Chicago and they go out and they work with a local franchise owner here to clean a, a car dealership or a school. Like one or of each location type. Exactly. Yeah. So they okay. kind of get hands-on and they really know what they're doing. And then uh, after that, then we go out to their market and we'll spend a week in their market doing sales with them, side-by-side, hand-in-hand, walking door-to-door, going to networking events, whatever they need. And um, you know, we'll spend a week there the first month and then um, the next month we'll go and we'll spend another week with them. And you know, some franchise owners, if they really need it, we'll, we'll go every month. We'll spend a week there every single month for the first year. I mean, so you're really, really good. You're, you're involved. Oh, we you give them a ton are, of support. You guys are heavily involved in the yeah. first, way, way more the first than year. What, yeah, way more than what, what most franchisors do for, yeah. for any franchise company, not just in the cleaning business, but, yeah. but, but in any industry. Well, yeah. I mean, because I got to that's this, their success is your success. That's exactly right? it. That's exactly now, it. Now, how does, you know, because, you know, in the industry, turnover is bad, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how is turnover for you guys then? So, obviously, how turn- do you look at turnover? Turnover for the franchisee. Um, our franchise owners stick with us a long time. I've got guys that have been with us since 2003. Um, for them, for their, their employees, it's a challenge. It's just like any other traditional yeah. janitorial company. You got to find the right people. You have to treat them right. You have to pay them right. Um, and then if it's a good person and you're treating them good, they're, hopefully they're going to stick around a long time. Yeah. Um, but there, there's always going to be turnover in our industry. It's just kind of the nature of nature of the beast. And, you know, yeah, you hear scary statistics that, you know, sometimes it's, you know, three, 400 percent turnover. That's and that's insane. That's insane. I, and I know that our franchise owners don't don't have yeah. anything near that. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if that's just a. You know, the, uh, like a the, pretend statistic yeah. that doesn't exist, or, or if it's true. I, I'd love to know if we, if someone could ever really dial into that, figure out, and get the data behind behind that statistic. So, Tim, what about? Uh, so, this is something I tell a lot of you know anybody I talk to, and you know, in Facebook groups and just at the conventions. Um, I I felt I feel like the success I had mm-hmm. was because I first two years I was doing it all. I was wearing every hat. I know you guys. You may not tell franchisees this, but like. Do you give them advice to say, hey, you guys really need to, you know, perform a lot of these services yourself, or if you want to learn carpet cleaning, learn it yourself first, right? 
Is that something that you yeah, recommend? Yeah, they, they, they need to understand everything that they're doing. Absolutely. Okay. So that, you know, they, um, some franchise owners will jump into it and, and if they've, if they've got a, you know, a, a large amount of capital to invest, they'll start big and they'll hire a, a salesperson right away. They'll hire an operations manager to start managing accounts as they're getting them. Um, but that's, Typically, that's the exception. Yeah, you know, that's that's the not the norm. Usually, people they start out, they'll do the sales, they'll start cleaning those accounts that they understand it, um, mm -hmm. because they really do need to understand how long it takes to perform a job, and uh, you know, uh, so they know that if, if if they get a you know a six thousand square foot office building and they they think it's going to take, based on industry standards, um, let's say two hours to clean it. But their employees saying it's taking them three hours, yeah. and they don't know. Don't so know they're saying, "All right, well, I'll pay you for three hours." Well, now all of a sudden, it's not a profitable account yeah. because it was bid right. Yeah. But they've got a, a, an employee that's telling them it's not, and they don't know because they haven't. They don't have enough time invested to understand it. Yep. Yep. Um, but again, that's some of the stuff we help them with, and we'll we'll walk through the the, the steps and the process with that, and and help get that stuff back into alignment if necessary. Awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. So another so topic I wanted to discuss is obviously COVID. Right? Mm -hmm. So. We can go on and on about that, but like where, you know, you, you, in the mastermind group that we're in, you you brought up some gr some great examples of products that you're using and processes that you're doing. Right. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. So you, you know, early early into the the, the whole COVID um, situation, you know, I, I, I saw it and I thought, you know, I don't think it's going to be as bad as what some people think. But we got to be prepared for it. We got to see what we can do. So I, I immediately ordered electrostatic sprayers because um, I had seen those over the years, but I've seen never, them everywhere. never had never a need looked, for them. Yeah. Did, never bought one, never owned one until until that hit. And then we ordered a bunch. And I'm glad we did because when we got them, I tried to order uh, more like two weeks later and they were they were gone. gone. I mean, nobody had them yeah. any place nationwide. And everybody's charging twice as much. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but that was our pivot. You know, it was like, okay, we're going to have this so that we're prepared. We're going to train our franchise owners on going out and doing electrostatic spraying. And then we started doing more and more research. And, um, you know, I, I think our industry, the cleaning industry, is really not recognized for, for the knowledge that, that so many of us have because um, we've done a lot of the research we've done done our homework on the the products that are out there and, and um, you know the all the issues that, that are there um, but now we're in the spotlight right? yeah now now I gotta I always say this too is clients are educating me now sometimes on the labels of the chemicals and I'm like well right. you, you know you know the EPA list on the, they know so it's, yeah so we have to know right, right? You, right. You, you better know but it's stuff they never ever looked at in the past no, never. now they now they know yeah. you know, now they know that they're they're they know certain questions to ask yeah and to me ed education right. is yeah. so important you know and it's really it's always been about educating our customers um, our, our industry for years and years and years we've always heard we try to explain to the clients that, that we should be cleaning for health. And that's been a, really a, a, an important cornerstone in the industry for a long time. But mm -hmm. the, the clients for years and years and years have pushed back on that. And they say, you know, we just, we want it clean for appearance. Yeah. You know, they didn't care about health. And that's unfortunate because in, it, there's, a, there's a big difference between cleaning for appearance and cleaning for health. Oh, yeah. And uh, now I think the spotlight is on cleaning and people do understand, hey, we really do need to clean for health, whether it's a school or a daycare center or a, a health, you know, health and fitness, a gym, a doctor's office, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I think that, you know, the cleaning industry is finally getting some of the um, recognition. some of the recognition that it deserves. Yeah. Um, and the people that are on the front lines are getting the recognition that they deserve um, because I, you know, I think 
prior to this, people looked at people that were doing cleaning as, you know, it's just cleaning. Yeah. They're, they're just janitors. Oh, and, and that's a bad attitude. A bad I've attitude never looked at that general. with people. No. Um, you know, a f- funny story, when um, my wife and I went to her, her uh, class reunion, I, I, I can't remember if it was her, her 10-year high school reunion or, um, yeah, it was probably, it was probably her 10-year uh, class reunion. And she made some comment to me like, what are you going to tell people you do? I said, I'm going to tell them I'm a janitor. <laughs> I'm a janitor. I got a plumber in the and, office. And she's like, like you, you better not. And I said, why? I said, you know, you're pulling up in a, in a brand new Escalade. You know, we're doing very well. It's, it's my business. You know, it's, we're doing good. And, and she's like, yeah, you're right. And, you know, the, and the business has grown. Exactly. <laughs> the business has grown so much beyond that, you yeah. know, at this point, you know, and it doesn't have that same stigmatism to her. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, even... Even you know her at that point, you know it was just like eh, just you know, I'm not that, so yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's the that's the consensus of people as a whole in a lot of cases. Oh yeah. And and it shouldn't be that way. Um, but I, again, I think with everything that's happened, it's getting better, and, yeah. and people recognize. It's, I mean, it's not a glamorous industry. No, it's not. No. It's not. But look at we're having fun right now. I, absolutely. Having some cocktails absolutely. and talking about cleaning. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's how we perceive it to be. Right. 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 So I that's why I I love the industry. I yeah. love what I love what we do. And Tim, t- what do you, so, I mean, you're, you're a guy with so many years of experience. Um, kudos for always staying with it, too. A couple things is, I mean, where do you see it, this going in 5, 10, 15 years? As far as the industry, like, obviously we know technology is yeah. a big piece, but, I mean, there's so many topics we could say, but you, from your personal experience, seeing the last 10, 20 years of what's happened, what's the future look right, like? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, you know, I, there's been a lot of changes over, you know, the, the 35 years I've been in the industry. Um, you know, the the big technology, you know, a long time ago, I think it was in the mid-80s was when backpack vacuums first came out. That was that was like no, high tech. <laughs> you know, I, I used to laugh because, you know, I'd put it on when I was going around to places when I was doing cleaning. And they'd like, you know, you look like Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Everyone yeah. always yeah. said that, you know. And uh, I think even now people say that. Um, you know, and then the, the big step then was uh, battery-powered backpacks. And the cost was super expensive. Yeah. And I was like, I'll never buy those. And then I tried one. And I was like, this is awesome. It's such freedom to be able to like run in around cubicles and not get your cord stuck and, and not have to trace your steps backwards. Yeah. You know, so that was huge technology. And I think um, robotics is, is going to be a, a huge, huge change in our industry. And yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a necessity uh, because labor is becoming more and more difficult to, to get to, to do a lot of these jobs. Um, so if, if you can eliminate, um, you know, one person that we, you would normally have to have as your crew, and, and it's still have two in the building that are doing the other things that, you know, the robot can't do. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, that's really where the future is, is going to change our industry again. Um, that's that, funny you say that. I have uh, the SoftBank guys, the Wiz. They're, com- oh, they're, coming, they're in, coming to the office yeah, Thursday yeah. this week. Awesome. They're flying in from San Francisco. Uh, they just delivered two machines that I just got them today. But, yeah, the robotics. Yeah. You know, like you would never think I was the same as you with the battery backpack. I was like, nah, I'm not paying 1200 for that thing. Are you right. crazy? And then the the way this the ro- these robots come out, again I said no, but then I started to understand that it increases productivity, right? right? And it's like if you win big business and you've got a concept, you're like, man, if I can only shave thirty minutes, right? You know, times five, times four weeks in yep. a month, t- you that's money on the bottom line. Absolutely. So it's almost like we we got to put our guard down. You know, they're not going to replace technicians. Right. We're going to manage right. those robotics. So what about now? Let's talk about that person who's been in the business for twenty years. Yeah. Right. COVID hits. Right. Uh, you might have lost a lot of business, but remember, when it's bad times, there's opportunity. Right. So, like, right. what what would you say to them, as far as 
how to how to have a, a positive outlook. Right. You know, again, it depends on the individual. Um, you know, some people it affected their business drastically and they kind of shriveled up and they may not recover from it. You know, other people like you, like me, our franchise owners, um, they, they embraced change. They went out and they started doing electrostatic spraying. They started doing disinfection services, all these different things um, that, they, that they added to their, to their list of services that they didn't do before. Um, so they may have actually grown their business in a time that everyone else's business was shrinking. Yeah. Um, so you know, that's what the one thing. I think any business, no matter what your industry, no matter you know, what you're doing, um, you need to be able to pivot when there's a change, yeah, you know, you know, if, if IBM didn't pivot from the typewriter, oh yeah, they, you know, they would have been out of business. There would be no IBM, right? No, no acronym because I don't think there are many typewriters no. out there anymore. <laughs> so, 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 that, so that's that's the key, and I would say that to anybody. And and again, you know, there, there's some some um, some businesses where they hit a ceiling and they don't know how to get to the next level. You know, so they, they can join, you know, BSCAI or the ISSA or a, a, a small peer group and, and they may get all the answers that they want. Yeah. You know, there's um, other people that you know, I've got one that I'm talking to right now, a guy that's been in the business for 10 years and he was struggling and he called me up and um, he actually wants to buy a franchise and he's going to rebrand his company. And, okay. um, and and because he knows that we have the systems and the processes to help him get his business yeah. to the next level because he was struggling to do it. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, I, and I, I, I love being able to help people. To do that, because it's confidence too, yeah. right? Like it all, it, anything that builds confidence helps you just be a better business owner, be mm -hmm. a better person, just Definitely. be better at everything. Definitely. So we always end, Tim. And you, you jumped on a funny story earlier, but give us a funny story of Tim, maybe in the early ages or recently, uh, in the field, either performing cleaning all right. with a client. What, what do you? Got? Well, I'll, uh, the, 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 probably the worst story. Okay. Which I can laugh at it now. I've got some bad ones that I've already. Shared. I can I can <laughs> laugh at it now, but at the time, it wasn't funny. Uh, this goes back to uh, probably like 1998, 99. Uh, the only reason I know that is because it was a 97 van, <laughs> and uh, I had a, uh, I had an old cargo van that had died. The transmission went out on it, so I gave um, to one of the guys that was doing work for me. Um, uh, my brand new 97 Astro van that I used for my family. Mm -hmm. And um, all of a sudden the guy disappeared. And so I called the police and said, hey, I think my vehicle's been stolen. I gave him the license plate number. And they said, oh, you're the second person today that reported stolen. Come on. What? <laughs> Oh, so, so he got he got it stolen. So well, he, he reported it stolen. He didn't tell you anything. It was it was uh, it was after New Year's Eve, and as it turned out, when I got the vehicle back, it um, turned out that the uh, the employee who had been a model employee up to this point, um, supposedly the, the van was traded for a, a rock of crack cocaine. Come on, <laughs> I oh my! Swear. You can't make that up. Yeah, so there were, there were gang symbols burned into the headliner of the truck. It was smashed on the front and the back. It was a mess. It was oh a disaster. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so good, again, now, now I can I can laugh can at laugh. it. Twenty years later, I can laugh at it. At the time, I was I was like devastated. What? Brand new vehicle. We had just gotten it. And oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. But strange things happen when you're when you're in business for yeah. yourself. <laughs> well, hey, let's cheers. Tim, thank you so much. I hope everybody appreciated this. Yeah. Uh, if you guys, you know, please subscribe to the to the podcast, to the YouTube channel. We'll have it down at the bottom of uh, of the link. And Tim, again, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, all right, guys. Till next time.